the woman that I am got me to here, 100%. She's a bad Like, I love her, and she has got me to here. She gave me the ideas, I had the visions, I, I did it. Today's guest is an international speaker and a seven-figure businesswoman who focuses heavily on empowering women to unleash, to love themselves fully, and to create wildly empowered lives. Miss Anna Rose. I was 22. I had lived a life of just destruction and pain and hurt. How did the idea come about if you wanted to create this new company? It's not just about a brand and an aesthetic and a look. I always say this brand is a movement to inspire millions of women around the globe to move like they love themselves. To wrap this up, I've got a final question for you. Are you ready? Always. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? I would say... Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Alrighty guys, today's guest is an international speaker and a seven-figure businesswoman who focuses heavily on empowering women to unleash, to love themselves fully and to create wildly empowered lives. From a young age, asking questions that went against society's norms, she realized that she had an urge to go against the grain and do extraordinary things. Starting her first business at 18, which was an online dating app, before they were cool, uh, to then going on to dominate in four different industries, including earning earning over seven figures in the network marketing industry, launching her own self-love school, being the founder of an NFT, and now launching her own activewear brand. She's a self-professed self-love queen and a life enthusiast who is on a huge mission to liberate women and change the world. So please help me welcome the woman who went from being a paper out girl to now the founder of The Awakened Woman and a multi-passionate entrepreneur and my fellow skydiving buddy, Miss Anna Rose. And the crackers wild. <laughs> Thank you, Mogs. That was a joy. What a what an intro. I try my best. You did really well, like probably a nine out of ten. Oh. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the we're gonna save the one for the end of the podcast and I'll right. I'll reassess. <laughs> I love it. So there's so many things that we can talk about. Obviously, we were just talking a lot, lots of mad shit. In fact, um, you know, we're getting our skydive license together. We yes. had four hours in the car the other, the other day and talked about everything between business, success, life, and your new sex life, um, <laughs> which was 80% probably that. That is very true. Yeah. And, can um, we say sex and dating? Sex and dating. What's yeah. the difference? I mean, a well, lot. apart from the lot. But talk to us. Talk to us. Are we going to go I, here I, straight I wasn't, wasn't going to go there actually okay. at all. I want to talk really about business and entrepreneurship. But I do think that some listeners would really get a good um, perspective of seeing For the world sure. from how you're seeing it. For we were sure. literally just saying before we were recording how you're like, no, you shouldn't have to have to commit straight away and all this sort of stuff. So yeah. what's, your, what's your new um, belief around dating life and where do you think the majority of people are getting it wrong? Firstly, can I just say as a multifaceted woman who absolutely lives a very big, very loud, very fun life in terms of business and in my personal life being, you know, solo skydiver and all of the things, we as women, I always say you need to divorce the good girl and just become a liberated woman. And you don't need to ever fit into a box. So I love talking about this stuff because I know that some people look at me and go, mm. you can't, you can't say that. You can't be like that. You can't wear those, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck I can actually. I do not hide any of my sides. I can be the intellectual, the sexual, the emotional, the financial liberated woman. So to answer your question while we go there straight off the bat is I, I believe having lived through the embodied experience. Like I was married for married and in a relationship for 16 years, got out of that, got into a super toxic relationship for 18 months. And now I'm in the fun season and era of heavy, heavy, heavy work that I did on myself, 
to figure out why the fuck I attracted a toxic relationship for 18 months. And then that led me down the garden path of of that liberation, of identifying my wounds, healing my wounds, and then realising and recognising that you get to just – not audition men, <laughs> but kind of. No, but you – because I just said to Morgs off off camera, there was a – can I say it? Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy that was going to go skydiving with us and I thought he was really cute and hot and I was like, is he single? And Morgs goes, "He, you thought he was? Mm-hmm. And then he just – he was like, oh, he's not. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, he just started dating a girl a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, cool, so he's still single. And he was <laughs> like, no. And I was like, but he's dating – Dating doesn't necessarily have to equate a relationship. And I actually was speaking to a good guy friend about this last night and he was saying to me, he's like, you're a unicorn. Like I wish more women could just have this belief essentially because I said, yeah, I don't I don't need a man. Like I'm, I'm not this needy, attached, anxiously attached, avoidant attached, disorganized attached, which is all the attachment styles or secure attached, right? woman who starts to date a man and then needs that commitment and demands that exclusivity I'm like let's figure it out let's have some fun let's be two whole healed humans and come at this with calm and ease and slowness and gentleness and figure it out I like that because you're sort of looking at it as a, an objective view versus like this means this yeah. and this is that. And, that and is, I need this from you. And uh, 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 no. Yeah. And you said the word secure, which is because along the past, my past relationships as well and working through that and now being in a new relationship where we're both secure, mm. it's like we can say and do anything we want. Yeah. And it feels very uh, amazing to be like, we don't have to worry about each other's insecurities because we've both worked on it. Yeah. So – I know you're really, really big on like the self-love stuff as well, which probably the reason why people, if they're listening to this, be like, I can never do that. It's probably something inside them that's being triggered, right? Yeah. What are some steps that people can actually do to become more secure in themselves and therefore show up in a more secure way for their partner? Well, I always say the number one thing, like I am the self-love queen. That is, Mm -hmm. I've started a school on it (coughs) for sure. Like I am the self-love queen and I always say to women, and that's who I work with women, I'm like pussy power, is know yourself, trust yourself, love yourself and back yourself. Why are you giggling when you hear the word pussy? I just love talking to you. Fucking funny. (laughs) But it is. And and I I said this on a podcast yesterday. I said, sometimes I I don't, I don't use the word triggered. I'm like, Triggered is a, a PTSD response. If you get triggered, you know, you're offended. Mm. I can definitely aff- – you either love me or hate me, but I don't care because I love myself and I like myself, right? And so a woman who stands in her power of knowing herself, trusting herself, loving herself and backing herself is a woman steeped in her self-love. Now, I think to get to that point as the deepest part of yourself, you have to, like I said, know yourself, love yourself, trust yourself and back yourself – but that comes from understanding wounds, healing wounds, record, facing your shadows, facing off with your past, you know, but learning the, the darkest parts of yourself, liberating yourself from them and loving yourself through the entire process. Mm. And I think when there's wounds involved in a relationship, to answer that question, when we are offended, not triggered, if you sub in the word that feels best for you but when we're offended in relationship or we're projecting onto our partner it's because we have wounds it's like you can't be that way because that upsets me or no you don't get that freedom because you right because deep down as a little girl maybe you were abandoned Mm. and that partner wanting to express himself in that way or go have fun with the boys like that triggers or brings up in you that feeling of abandonment so until you go away and become that whole healed woman you can never bring the, your best self to the relationship. It's so true. At what, what point do you think it becomes toxic if it does? How you're just saying it's like, but I don't need man, I don't need this. Surely it's going to hit a point where it could become toxic. Where you're Sorry, wasn't that you said, um, I don't care what you think about me because I love myself at the end of the night. Mm. At what point could it become toxic or would people dance on a line of it being um, disempowering for them? I guess if they're not aware that they are showing up as an asshole. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's narcissism, yeah, right? right? So there's that. So you, if, and I mean, I think even that word gets thrown around so much and too much yeah. these days. But that's narcissism, right? There's narcissism with being like, I don't care if you're a, a shunt, like if you're an asshole, <laughs> then you're, you know, that's different. But when I sit here and if you get to know me, I'm already, I could have already pissed some listeners off, right? Beautiful, and that's okay. Yeah. Because my intention always comes from the purest, most loving, most 
you know, empowering space on earth. And you know that, people that know me know that, but ultimately that that toxic line, well then that's narcissism. And so you need a psychologist. That's a whole different, <laughs> that's a whole arena to play in. But I think that the number one thing that holds everyone back from their most liberated, most beautiful, abundant life is fear of what other people think of them. Mm. And so when they can step into that, you know what, I am going to speak up and I am going to show up and I am going to press post and I am going to go live and I am going to start that business and I am going to try my hardest. That's the difference of saying like, I don't need you to like me or I don't need you to like what I say or I don't need you to like what I'm doing because I trust trust myself, know myself and back myself. And if more people could step into that truth and that power, then the world would be a different place and mm-hmm. people would have more success and have bigger bank accounts and make more change and make more of an impact. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like if people actually approach their businesses and their life with that attitude, they would be a lot more successful. And I want to ask, have you always been like that? Have you always been someone who you're like, I'm going to take whatever I want and create this, like birth this shit? Or did you overcome anything of like uh, not feeling like you had your place or anything like that? I was raised, do you know what? If I say no... It's such a good question. Mm. I'm like, I think a lot of my best friends of like 20 plus years have said, like, I remember when we were young and like I was 14, 15, 16, you know, we were naughtily, I don't recommend it, but naughtily underage drinking. No. And like, I remember we were, I think we were like 15 and all of us girls had a trolley full of booze and we were like going to the neighborhood party. And I remember these, the cops pulled up and... Um, this is a very extreme example, but I remember, you know, the cops pulled up and all the girls ran and I just like stayed on the trolley and I was like, sup? Like, I just knew my rights and they were like, what are you doing? You're underage. I was like, nothing's open, sir. Like, what's, like, I'm just going innocently to a party. I've always had that level of certainty and fuck you attitude in a sense. Yes. That's how I took on a nation for two, <laughs> for two years. Um, or took on the government essentially for two years. But I think that has come from a deep desire to want to play bigger in the world. Mm. But do I doubt myself all of the time? Am I terrified? Mostly always. Does it hurt? Yes. Is it scary? Absolutely. It just, the difference is I hold on, I keep going one foot in front of the other. So let's talk about it. So you took on the government for two years. Tell everybody what, <laughs> give everyone in a bit of a nutshell, what happened? Do we want to go Let's there? Let's fully <laughs> let's, dive in. Let's <clears throat> one thing I've done in this podcast, um, I don't think I've really openly shared my view on the pandemic or COVID at all. Uh, I think I was telling you about the other day. Mm. It's like I, some people like you, you're like, this is what I fucking believe. And you Mm. went hard. And then some people saw it the other way. And I think I saw it all. And I I looked, I was like, it's not my game. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think I just decided to like stay quiet. I just didn't voice my opinion. I sort of just left it. So, uh, but this show and the people who watch this are very like pretty seasoned to, if you get offended by this, they, it's, it's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, okay, baby. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, if you invite me on, it's that's that's the game. Yeah, we I want to hear. So, like, what? So, you went well, to the war with the government for two years. I, what what happened? What, what what happened? What happened was COVID. I call it COVID again. It just was it, the whole mm-hmm. thing. I mean, COVID was real, sure, but how the? Well, I mean, the science is out now, and I also want to say that for two years, every single day, I said, "I hope I'm wrong. I hope mm. I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong." But what if I'm not? Like, what if these questions that I'm asking on my Instagram just to share what's what, you know, just to share maybe, maybe this isn't right. Maybe there's other things that haven't been answered yet. So maybe things shouldn't be mandated. So I've always been a woman that's pro-choice in in every single way across the board consistently. Like, no judgment. You do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. But don't ever let it impact someone else's life. That's like, I'm just pro-choice across the board. So... Two years ago when COVID started, it took me three days. And my ex-husband's always like, I will, like, that is the hill I'll die on with you. Like, I I started questioning the whole scandemic three days into it being launched globally. I was like, something's just not adding up. Like, people like people dropping dead in the street in China. I was like, the world's about to die if this is true. Yeah. Like, I started to just go, yeah, I don't know. I just think something's off about this. Welding doors shut. And I said, you know, I laughed at my ex-husband at the time and I said, you know, the next thing they're going to come out with is a vaccine in two minutes and they're going to try and, like, it was a joke to me. I said it as a joke. I was like, watch, you know, and then we're all going to go infertile. You know, I kind of said it jokingly. And literally two weeks later, it started to come out in the news. Well, you know, these big pharmaceutical companies are creating this 
this vaccine and it's going to be safe and effective immediately with no trials done. And I was like, oh, mayday, SOS. I've got some questions and I think I can have them. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. And I just, every single day, asked. That's how I approached it. I just had questions I wanted answered. And I would share my own questions, basically, and say, I'm not sure that this is true. I'm not sure that this is correct. You know, maybe I would love these questions answered, media, government. And... You know, I'd film some videos in the end because then people it just I just started to go viral. People sharing them and went crazy. Yeah, it just started to go viral. And it, like anything I put <clears> up, it was like every single day my stories for pretty much two years were getting over 20,000 views. Oh, um, I would like e- every video I did would go completely viral, hundreds of thousands of video uh, views. And it's funny, I, you know, I walked into this studio walks and someone's like, I'm recognizing from somewhere. Mm. I get that everywhere I go. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. Maybe there was a video you saw. Um, But yeah, so for two years I just – and it took a lot from me. It took a lot And you lost your accounts and stuff too, didn't you? They de-platformed me. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one community violation on my account because I didn't do anything wrong. So you're just asking questions. Yeah, I did Because I didn't think I watched your videos. But but yeah, so you weren't sort of like badgering shit. You were just asking questions and getting people – And I was sharing referenced articles and I was sharing government documents. So they were fact-checking – like, and this is what cut through. Like, I was sharing their own reference government articles and reference science and going, yeah, but here's the whole. And, but I don't understand this. Okay, so if you're saying this happens, but here's your piece of legislation I've just read that actually mm. you're breaking your own law, then, and then I, and then there's like fact check. <laughs> I was like, yeah. bro. And so people started <coughs> to go, hang on, I think this girl has got something to say. Like, I think she's right. And then, and every single day, you know, I kept saying, and it wasn't like, don't get the vaccine. It was like, look, I don't think they should be mandating it. And if you are questioning it yourself, here are the questions that I have that I would love answered. And the science that has come out now is is deplorable and shocking. Mm -hmm. Like from, from the pharmaceutical companies themselves that they try and hid. So. So what I'm really curious to know, right? Because one similar trait I've seen with you, um, like I've known you for how long? Seven years, Eight. something like this. Long time we've known each other. Grew up together, yeah, Joel. Growing up together, <laughs> we've traveled together, we've done a lot together. Yeah. And um, but one thing I've seen time and time and time again with you is you are not afraid to stand up and cop the arrows from everybody for what you believe is right. And what I really want to sort of understand is this: that if we look at some of the most uh, empowering, influential sort of people in the world, like the people that have had to stand up, like look at Martin Luther King. Could you imagine how hard that would have been to stand up and be like, this is it, knowing that, you know, and he got killed, right? Yeah. But like to be able to stand up and, and have that. And I think a lot of people sort of need that. Maybe not they don't, Not everyone has to do it to that degree, but at least yeah. for themselves, right? Yeah. And psychologically, it's actually very hard for people to do this because what they've proven time and time and time again that's more important for us to actually fit in with the people around us Relaxed. than it is for us to choose what we know is right. Yeah. So if we're faced with answers in front of us and we know the answer is A and we know it full highly, it's actually A, but everyone around us is picking B, eventually we'll pick B as well because it's more important for us to fit in and pick B as well. Mm. So how do you think, like, how, like, talk to me about this. How do you actually continue to go, no, it's fucking A, <laughs> and and be okay because I imagine that there's fear in that. There's well, what if what if it's not A? What mm. if and start doubting yourself? Like, how do you how do you do that and continually show yeah. up like that? Do you know it's so funny you say this because I actually just had a Facebook memory and I am going to share it today on my Instagram stories and it was from nine years eight or nine years ago and I shared how then. I had been vehemently bullied online and I'd mm-hmm. found this or you know, someone had found this like forum about me then and because I was doing network marketing and absolutely crushing it and it was like she can't do that. How dare she, you know, have success and how dare she go against the status quo and how dare she, you know, but it, it was disgusting. Like these, this group of men had, um, car, they were car enthusiasts. It was so fucking ridiculous. But I remember having to go to the cops because that was stalking me at this point. Like the, really? the hate and the bullying was so bad. I, they were like trying to lure me to cafe, like all this stuff. And I didn't give a fuck. I just got louder and I just got prouder. But it's funny that you're asking me this question today because I shared a status on that and I was talking about how, you know, and then cut to a couple of years later, you know, 
the scandemic began and I took on, like I said, the government for two years and I, I, I got death threats, for goodness sake. Like I was getting death threats. And By every- random people or? Yeah, just like go and like, or you know, and kill yourself, you evil bitch. Like, how dare you <laughs> question? People are so nice. They're crazy. I love, like, I genuinely do love humanity. So I think, first of all, there's a lot of compassion in my heart. So that's step one. Mm-hmm. But it, it is such a good question. And honestly, I we can. This is probably if I could walk away from today and give them one thing other than self love or sexual liberation or whatever else. It's this liberation of fear of stopping yourself because of what other people think of you and for me how I don't stop and how I take the arrows and how I keep going is it is that it is the ethos of knowing yourself trusting yourself loving yourself and backing yourself but I say to people all the time the only way through it is through it but the terror that people feel to say no it is fucking a it's a Mm -hmm. like I know it's a but when someone that the terror that people feel feel to just stand in that truth and go, it's A and I know it's A, is overwhelming and they stop because they haven't done it before, right? They don't have the runs on the board. They don't have that like armour of like, I know this is going to hurt when people start to like call me names or put me down or whatever else, which happens, that's humanity. Mm-hmm. And the only way through that, the only way to get through it, and it's it. I wish I could give bit better advice because it's like just like count to 10 and turn around four times and touch your nose and it will go away. Like it doesn't, but the only way through it is through it. And that's how you cut your teeth in life, right? So I think number one, it's you have to know yourself. I know it's fucking A because I know it's A because I know I know myself. I trust myself. I back myself and I love myself. And so when I'm choosing to question something or I'm choosing to to speak, even the way that I speak sometimes can can be really affrontive, like – affront people because they're like you just say what you mean and you mean what you say and I'm like all of the time yes Mm. because I know myself love myself trust myself and back myself and so if people can just step into that power and know that it's going to hurt and that it's going to be painful and that some arrows may come and you may lose some friends and that it it may suck but you get to do it anyway and survive and then on the other side of that thrive and you do that again and again and again and again yeah to change life so, so a big key of it uh, is radical self-trust, mm. right? Which brings me back to, I think a lot of people lack that. And that was mm. one of my biggest learnings skydiving, actually. I think mm. I told you, right? I was like, yeah. fuck, I realized like that my biggest fear was jumping on this plane and not trust myself to pull the chute mm. or like remember the things I learned. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, of course I can do this. And then after I did it, now I'm literally like, I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same, like I feel like bulletproof. I'm like, I just got like another tool in my tool belt where if I'm yeah. ever on a plane, and I feel like it's going to go down. I could fucking go parachute and save myself. Okay. Uh, First of all, that I know parachutes and I have checked yeah. into this. <laughs> There's not, is there? God damn I wonder it, if no. the pilots were... No. I looked into this. You're too this. high. This it's is like 35,000 like, feet or something. Yeah, you, apparently if we jumped out with a parachute, because I'm like, I'm never going on a commercial flight again without one. And they're like, if you jumped out yeah, at yeah. that height and that speed, you would be mitz me. Mm. Like the... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But you'd, you'd have no uh, oxygen as well. Yeah. But, but anyway, I like to think like if we're like yeah. a Mission Impossible movie type yes. thing, like I, I've imagined that, okay? Yes. That's, where I, that's where I go to in my head. <laughs> but at least I think, I was like, wow, that's like another notch in, in my belt where I feel I can, I can back myself on another thing. So how do you teach people to develop more self-trust? Because I, mm-hmm. I gather if they've got more and more self-trust, they'll literally be like, I don't care what you think, it's A every yes. single time. So yes. how do they develop more self-trust? What's the next thing? Right, this is what I always say to all the women in self-love school. What's the next thing that you can choose? So first of all, I always say, it's, it's, I talk about becoming. Who do you want to become? Because we're all different. You you may not want to be this loud, proud, big, bold, whatever, you may, essential, sexual, like whatever that is for you. But it's at first of all, who do you actually want to become? What does So for me, she, but he. So what do you look like? Right, and I'm speaking to you now, the listener. Like what do you look like? What do you sound like? What do you wear? How, who is she or he? What? How do you want to show up? How do you want to fuck what do you want to earn? Who do you want to become? Like what's what adventures do you want to go on? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel when you walk into a room? How do you want to feel in your home? Figure that out. Most people are so blind and so oblivious to even their becoming that they miss the whole point. And so it's like, okay, first of all, who do, who what does she look like or what does he look like, right? Focus on that. Write that down. 
And then every day before you are her or before him, step into that, right? Mm -hmm. But as you're doing that in your becoming, as you're becoming that person that you want, like most women, I speak for women, right? I am pussy power. So most women, they know how who they want to be they know they want to be more confident they know they want to be more sexual they know they want to speak up more but they're too terrified to do it so but or they don't even know who or what she sounds or looks like so first of all I say figure that out and second of all I say start becoming her in every day what would she do right because the you that you are right now you may not take that dance class you may not put the heels on and go to a sexy dance or you may not have the 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 courage to Tell your husband, actually, I want you to choke me and spank me, right? Because most women mm-hmm. do want that. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so whatever that is, right? How Maybe the you want to dress more feminine. Maybe it's you want to dress more boss. Whatever it is, right? It's the fear. So figure that out first and then choose from that space, okay? But then the next thing is like, okay, but then how do they self-trust themselves? That's what's the next thing. So you have to know who you want to be first, figure that out, you're doing it. And then in that moment when you go to play small again, right? So you're like, okay, no, I'm not going to say yes to that opportunity or, oh my God, that was just that opportunity where I could be really honest and vulnerable with my husband and I didn't take it. Or actually, fuck, you know, I just caught up with my girlfriends again and they were bitching and I said I didn't want to, you know, and it happened again. Those are the moments of self-trust, right? Those are the moments where that's the next thing. That's the sliding door moment. So in your life, when you know where you are, which everyone knows where they are, but you know who you want to become, which is that picture that you're going to paint for your life, to bridge that gap and to build that self-trust, it's like the next thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that circumstance or situation where you don't know, you know, it's like, okay, this is the moment where I've got to speak up or I have to say something or I have to say no. Or I have to turn away, you know, hold my boundary. Or I have to be vulnerable. And you, it's a choice. You, you either in that, it's like, well, do I really want to become her? Do I really want to? Of course you do. So you have to make that decision. And that's how you build your self-trust. What's the next thing? And then the next thing. And then the next thing. And then that's ultimately your becoming, mm. which is super exciting. And this is like, this makes a lot of sense because I would bet and tell me if you think otherwise do you think this is the one thing that probably stops people from going out there and building the business they want, the life they want? 100%. Uh, the, the li- 100%, 100% of the time. And most of the time people are so oblivious and blind to to their own becoming in that sense. Like they're letting life happen to them. They're not an active participant and author of their life because they don't even know who they actually want to become. I skydived. I'd, that, was the, that was my next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, this is the point. That was my next thing. And it's a little more wild for me, granted, <laughs> and us. What's next after skydiving though, hey? I'm going to fucking base learn jump. to fly. Oh, I'm, yeah, learn ne- to fly. I'm probably never going to race jump, but I want to learn to fly a helicopter. Like now I'm like, okay, Ooh. I want to fly the helicopter. I, I want to do a helicopter. Yeah, let's do it. Mm. Um, yeah. Why wouldn't you base jump? It just doesn't excite me. Like I'm like, I, I just, I like, I love the thrill and the feeling of jumping out at 15,000 feet. Yeah. Like, and I love the free fall, like the feeling in our tummy. Mm-hmm. I love like the, the wild, you guys, of watching. It's I mean, you're best. not meant to look, but I look. You're meant to look up at the horizon, but I definitely look down. Watching Earth hurdle yeah. towards you yeah. at 15, you drop a thousand, a thousand feet, feet every six, every six seconds. seconds. <laughs> it's fucking wild. <laughs> it is so wild. And so. I, I, I why would I take why would I take yeah. that away from myself? Because base jumping is just running and jumping off a cliff and it's pop, popping straight away, right? Yeah. Throwing it's, your shit out straight away. Yeah. Kinda. It's a th- it's a it's <clears throat> one to two thousand feet. Yeah. And you think about how we yeah, hop and no, pop at five thousand feet. Yeah. So you can't even canopy. For me for me that's the most exciting part as well. Like exiting the like just like the mm. um <laughs> It's uh, total surrender. I, it is total surrender. I, I want to do the wingsuiting. I'll definitely do that. Suit. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that just looks insane. And uh, now I'm nearly up to also be able to jump out with other people. So you're there as well. So I'm there. two more times, then we can start jumping out together. I, I think that's when it will get sick. We can jump out with like ten people in the air. Yeah, like crazy. 
far out. All right. So I <laughs> but, that, to- but, that, but to speak to that, yeah. you guys, like to use that as a really powerful thing for my becoming, right? So I'm about to launch my fourth and biggest global company and the way that I saw it, and this is like I want to use, like I can use the embodiment of self as the example of everything I just spoke of. It doesn't come from books. It comes from embodiment is I wanted to – like the company I'm launching is big, Right, it's a big brand. This is the Tor Collective. Tor Collective, which is the, the active wear brand, yeah. right? And it's linked to the NFT. It's super it's pioneering. I'm pioneering yeah. across two industries. Okay. So it was big. And I felt like the woman that I am got me to here. Hundred percent. She's a bad bitch. Like I love her. And she has got me to here. She gave me the ideas. I had the visions. I I did it. Okay. But then I was like, my God. The woman that has to lead a global company, a global it's gonna be a, it will be. I am calling it in a global multi-million dollar a year company. Like I am not her yet, Mm -hmm. right? I was like the brand's bigger than me and that's beautiful and that's necessary. I think the brand should always be and, you know, the the vision leads you and blah, tick, tick, tick and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, yeah, but also I need to grow into my becoming. Like I've got us here, but I, I, I don't know that I can get it there. And so I was like, I need to play bigger. I need to surrender more. I need to be so certain in how, who I am. How do you plan on doing this? How do you? No, like, so yeah, I did, right? So I was sitting sure. with it. No, so I was sitting with it and I was like, I need to back myself. Because what if I talk, I talk about it? It's not cute slogans for me. It's true and re- real in my life. Like I was like, I love myself, trust myself, back myself and know myself. But I need to become that on steroids for this next evolution of, of business for me. And so I sat with it and I was like, what? What is going to make me back myself? What is going to make me trust myself? What is going to make me, you know, know myself better than anything that I ever have before? And I was like, jumping out of a motherfucking plane. And literally that was why I chose skydiving. That was the next thing mm. for me. And so what is the next thing for you? So I looked at who I needed to become. Literally I was like, this woman needs to be boom, 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 you know, know herself, love herself, trust herself, back herself on a whole new level. So I looked at that becoming and then I looked where I was and then I was like, okay, well, what's the next thing? Motherfucking skydiving. Motherfucking skydiving. And I went and got my sky and I was a bad bitch. Like I, <laughs> I, they said, I went to Maria, shout out to Skydive Oz, totally not sponsored. I paid my whole way. But um, they even said, they were like, if there was a hall of fame, you would be on it. Like I just was on, on, well, I guess on, it, it gets, on. it gets simpler uh, along the way of doing things new and new and new because you completely back yourself and trust yourself more and more and more. Yep. What's up, Dream Nation? Have you ever wondered how far ahead your life would have already been if you had got access to this type of content at a younger age? Look, this is why I need your help. I'm trying to build the number one personal development platform out there to teach you guys the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live your dream life and to bring the type of education that we all wish we had in school. This show only grows by word of mouth and new subscribers. So it would mean the world to me if you could smash that subscribe button right now, leave us a five-star written review or drop a comment below and share this episode with a friend. I would be forever grateful. All right, now let's get back into this episode. I was talking about it's like this week I'm building out a whole brand new program and I'm like yeah. teaching like entrepreneurship 101. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's making a lot of sense. It's like, and I was talking about like how far you can sort of go in business in the beginning. And so if you can compare yourself to somebody like me, I've been doing for so long, but I've like, if me and you started the exact same business and I was talking like, let's say someone who's Bob, who's a tradie and then there's me and we both start the exact same business, I'll probably, I'd I'd bet on me. I'd bet on me. I'd bet on you, I'm not saying (laughs) that that I will be better, but I'd bet on me just because of, I've done this shit longer. Yeah. I'm more experienced, not just the skill set, but like who I am. Yeah. And like my ability to just overcome adversity and the resilience and to keep going and to the discipline and all these sorts of things and it just get simpler and simpler and simpler, um, which is makes complete sense as to why you're freaking killing it and you're about to launch your fourth thing. I, yeah, and but to use you again then as the example, if you're listening, is that it's you've gone through it. You've gone through it again yeah. and again and again and you keep choosing the next thing and you keep working on your becoming. It's just, it doesn't change. So wherever people are right now in their life, whether you are listening and you're, you know, so if, if life, which it is, is on a spectrum, one to 10 and 10 is fucking crushing it, living your best life, not a thing wrong and one is rock bottom. Wherever you are on the spectrum, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Work out what you want, work out who you want to become, figure out where you are right now and what is the next thing. You're extremely bubbly energetic 
um, filled with life person. Do you ever get days where you're completely down? I definitely do not have days where I'm completely down. No, I really don't. I have moments. Mm-hmm. I, I will offer this. I, I sincerely have moments. And what I would offer more that would serve is because I've worked so hard on myself and, and the work is never done. And But fuck me sideways. I could never spend a day. Like yeah. I, I've gone anything and everything – most people have gone through. I'm like, I get it because me too. And I think that is what makes me so relatable to most is that I grew up with every violence inflicted upon me that could possibly be done. I have gone through a divorce. I have had, you know, um, domestic violence. I have had sexual abuse. I have had everything happen to me. So it's not to say that I am this immune energizer bunny who doesn't have feelings, but that's the point and that's what I want to offer. The gift for me is that I worked out how to feel everything and actually not suppress my emotions and actually so do I feel grief yes I've you know I lost my dad to cancer seven years ago now like that took me out for weeks Mm. right so that wasn't just like a down day that was a down weeks but I let myself sit in that grief and feel it really fucking feel it and process it more recently when I went through the, the breakup of a toxic ex um that was hard. There was a lot of, there was sort of a series of events that happened that, you know, made me get out. And that was really scary and really bad. And I sat in that and I felt that and I moved through that. And I think the power of a fully expressed, fully feminine woman is that she does feel it all. And so do I feel rage? Fuck yeah. It's one of my most favorite feelings to have. Do I feel anger? Yes. Do I feel you know, um, sadness or frustration all of the time. But I know how to move myself up the emotional guidance scale Mm. and get back to joy and ease and grace and fun and... How do you do that? You... Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I teach this in self-love school. So so feelings are a vibration. They are. They're Mm. real. They are very fucking real. They are expressed emotions in our body 100% we feel grief and we feel rage and that's why you should never and can never tell a depressed person to go for a walk I mean I do I'm like move like you love yourself (laughs) every day but because from a vibrational perspective depression and, and anger and rage and grief is you know at level I think it's like 26 and then joy and peace is one so to go from 26 to a one it's it's actually biologically impossible but you can go from rage to frustration so I feel it. So I'm like, I am sitting in this rage and I might, I've got a wiffle bat. I talk about this all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what's you so funny? It? Yes. I have a wiffle bat. I do a lot of ocean swimming as well. And I, <laughs> I do. You just go to the, go to the store and go up. buy heaps like cheap cups and shit. I feel just like I need an Amazon bench when you're ready to fuck shit up. Well, no, a wiffle bat is actually like this. It's like one kilo light bat. Like oh, if you put it? it on your finger, it's like... And I, I'll, I'll smash pillows and I smash uh-huh. couches and yep. I've got, I've done rage rooms though, but I will. So I'll feel it. I'm like, I'm feeling really mm-hmm. fucking angry. Yeah. I'm pissed off and I don't try and bypass it. Here's what I say to women. Never, ever eat, drink or fuck your way through a feeling mm. ever. Same goes for men. I just work with women. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, guy, like people, humanity, never eat, drink or fuck your way through a feeling. Feel it. And so how, did, how, how you do it, how you move up is like, I'll feel rage, say. I raged at the government for two years. Mm-hmm. So I'd feel rage. I'd be like, I'm really fucking angry today. Like, this is frustrating. I might go bash a pillow. So I'll feel it. Rage is so – sacred rage is one of the most potent, powerful emotions on the planet. What we as women can do with rage is oof, life-changing. So I'm, I'll feel it, right? I'll sit in it I, and you just feel it in your body. I might bash a pillow. I might go to the ocean and scream under the water, but I'll feel it and I let it be expressed and felt in my body. Then I might go, okay, that I feel better. <laughs> mm. I'm just frustrated now. Like it's just, I'm, I'm, I rage because I'm frustrated, right? That's a better emotion. That's a, that's a higher quality emotion. No emotion is good or bad. Rage is as good and beautiful as joy. Joy is as good as beautiful as grief. It is all beautiful. But yeah, and then I'll go, yeah, I'm fucking frustrated, right? And then I might, I'll feel that for a little while and it's like, oh, think about it, feel it. You know, if you've felt emotions before, you know how that feels in your body. Most people though are scared to feel that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know how many women are scared to feel rage? Mm. It's like, I'm scared about what I might do. Go do it, sis. Fuck it up. Feel it. If that is because you're going to like speak your truth, yes. If it's because you might leave a marriage, I'm here for it. If it's because you might like get angry and mad, great. That's what we're here to do. We're, we're human beings. We're not human doings, right? We're here yeah. to feel. So then you might feel frustrated. So that's, that's a higher vibration emotion. And then for frustration, you might go, you know, I'm really frustrated, but I know I'm going to get through this, which is hope, right? And that's a higher emotion again. Yeah. And so you're just working your way up that emotional. But if you go, I'm fucking raging and I'm mad and I'm pissed off and I'm not going to communicate why or because often it's like at a loved one or in the household and I'm not going, I'm going to put on Netflix and drink a bottle of wine instead. Good push, luck. Push down like a beach ball. Good luck. Yeah. I see this happen a lot, right? So when people come to my events, it's, well, I, I edge people in slowly to allowing this shit to come up. And, mm. and I can see it in people. When I see people, I can literally see in their skin mm. uh, suppressed negative emotions, guilt, mm. shame, frustration, anger. And um, I've just gotten really freaking good at it, right? And then I know how to ask the right questions and allow them to sort of like lift that layer of the onion where it's like, <laughs> and then it comes up. But the problem with this, why I, I do love the bat. Um, I love the bat because it's like if you don't, if you don't express it you suppress it yeah and so if we're not actually expressing it it's literally like pushing a beach ball underwater pretending it's not there it's like push push oh, no i love that no one's ever gonna see it no one's ever gonna see it and then what happens is you push it down you push it down push it down and, and then one day your husband or whatever comes home it's like hey baby and then just because you didn't notice your fucking hair you're like fuck you and he's like <laughs> it's true. fuck it's true right and all these things come out then and it's like so i think it's very good to actually recognize um and I love that you said that it's not about having bad days because I'm honestly the same. It's like, I can't remember the last time I had a bad day because I've just gotten very good at it. I used to have bad weeks. I, I had bad life. I had a fucking bad life. This yeah. is the thing is like, don't ever think that we, like I, I say, I know, I, know, I know such joy because I know such grief. I yes. know such happiness because I know such pain. Yeah. Like I've been all ends of the spectrum and I honor all ends of the spectrum. They're not good or bad. It's just, it's just it's useful or it's unuseful. That's yeah. how I look at it. It's like, this is either useful for me right now. There's been times in my life where I've been absolutely pissed off and it's been very useful behavior. Uh, it's a very been useful emotion. Mm. Um, the behavior sometimes was good, sometimes <laughs> was not bad. Right? But, but it's like, w- so you go. No, I was going to say for women, this is such a powerful conversation. Yeah. And men, sorry. Uh, you'd have so many guy listeners. Don't make up a story about it, guys, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all good. But men, listen, <laughs> lean in, guys, and then maybe, yeah. you know, share this with a partner. But no, men have feelings too, so feel mm-hmm. them as well. It's just I'm so used to working with women. But, um, a lot, of, a lot of men suppress sadness. Yes. And that that's the issue because yes. they've grown up with the whole stigma where it's not, um, you know, safe or it's not cool, it's not strong uh, mm. to cry, which is so f- funny actually because the mature masculine mm, let's go here. is actually very supportive of a brother feeling. But I've seen this and it's very interesting. Like when I've grown up and I've been a – immature masculine you see some i knew morgan in his immature masculine. Right. <laughs> <Wild>. <laughs> you see you see another guy crying or or or, or expressing it and it might be like come on you pussy mm. but then i've seen blokey bloke like gangsters mm-hmm. and they cried and it's like come here brother it's okay and it's like because i think another man can actually just understand they're like that's so fine but a lot of dudes unfortunately suppress this because they think it's not cool it's not strong it's not safe to do that and as a result, that's why the men's suicide is the highest. It's, it's higher than women. Men's crime rates are higher. I think all these, the these, the the more men, more people that are in prison are men, more homicides are men, mm-hmm. domestic, all these sorts of things. And I really think it's because of the suppressed yes. anger and sadness that it don't allow to actually come out. And then it's broken homes, right? I want to. We'll, we'll, let's stay here because I am. Well, you know how much of a fan I am of like the discussion around the masculine and the feminine. And I want to also say, like, I think. Being so, like, if you want to know how I crush it in fitness and skydiving and business and da, 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 it's because of the these things that we're talking yeah. about now. This is this is underneath all of the success. So I think it's so important to, to talk about. But I'm such a fan of the masculine and the feminine and playing and the dance between both. And I think to stay on that with about men, I think that men, like us women, like we want to, w- women are wild. Like the, the feminine, the, the surrendered feminine is also wild, right? And it takes a strong, healed, hold, whole, sorry, masculine man to hold the wild of a feminine, of a healed feminine. 
and it's beautiful and it's poetic, but I think in most homes that's what's being broken down. And I think that it's because women push up against their men because they're more, they are a bit more in their feminine and they're suppressing their emotions and they can't feel. And then women are stepping more, like are more in their masculine. So it's, it's fractured this polarity between the husband and the wife or the partners. If there's always a masculine feminine. Because if the man's energy, not going to step up and actually take control, the, woman the woman's going to feel unsafe. Exactly. Which is the number one value of the feminine energy. I've got to feel safety. And if they're not going to feel it, they can be like, well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do, do it. it. Yeah, which creates... And it's a very, I explain this a lot at, at our event as well. It's like, it's people ask, you know, but who started it? Mm. Even the men and women, it's, it's a hunt. It's not even a 50, 50 game. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Each person has a hundred percent responsibility in the role they play, mm-hmm. but it can very equally create a downward spiral of not stepping up and taking ownership. But then also not allowing some control to step in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it's a two way thing massively. Yeah. And that's, that's the work friends. I think if, the biggest thing, what you said, I always say 100% responsibility. Like I take 100% responsibility mm-hmm. for my life 100% of the time. Yeah. No one is coming to save me. No one is there to do the work for me. I don't blame, justify or make excuses. And that is if you take nothing else from this conversation and that's really hard to do, especially in the beginning. Like when I had to, when I hit rock bottom, I was 22 and I had lived a life of just destruction and pain and hurt. Why and was that rock bottom? What happened? I just was like, it was the it was the moment that I, you know, I had the worst panic attack of my life. I ended up in hospital. I was, you know, I'd been a cutter. I was promiscuous. I just, I was doing drugs, alcohol. Just, I just fucking hated myself. Mm. I hated myself, and I was every every thought was toxic. Every decision was toxic. Every every result in my life was toxic. I was still, I was pretty much a high functioning spiteful, angry, pissed off woman, but I hated myself. And that culminated in this horrific panic attack. And I'd, I'd been, I didn't know what anxiety was. This is like 13 years ago now. And I was pretty much given two options. You can go on these, this two types of medication, daily Xanax. And um, I can't remember the other one, but it was like another anxiety pill and or go through those doors and, you know, we just need to monitor you for a couple of weeks and make sure you're okay if you don't take option A. And I was like, option A, thanks, because, you know, I'm not ready to go through those doors. And I got home and I was like rocking on the bed and hysterical and I was like, what the fuck is my life? Like what have I done this? Like no one else is to blame. Now I had hated myself and cut myself and given my body away and and I just – I was so – out of my body, this is why I so I'm so passionate about embodiment, mm-hmm. being in your body, like owning all of your sites, healing your wounds. Because at that point, I was so out of my body, I was so disconnected from self. I had such a fractured soul, and I remember like being on the bed because I all of these horrific things had happened to me as a child, and I couldn't change any of that, but I could take responsibility as an adult. And that was that moment of like 100% responsibility. Well, fuck, I can't change what happened, but I can change what happens from here. And so that was like my rock bottom moment of I can either keep going down this path of self-destruction. And honestly, probably, honestly, my mom said this to me the other day as well. She was like, sweetie, I'm still so proud that you didn't end up with needles in your arm as a prostitute. Mm. Like it was like that absolutely could have been your story because and why not? Like and I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> Cheers, babe. Um, and but it was that it was a sliding door moment, and it was I can now get addicted to these drugs, basically, or because I loved them because they made me a shell. I remember taking the first Xanax, and I was like, "This is what I've been chasing: mm. numbness." Like it, I was a zombie. I was gone, and I was like, "Isn't it horrible that that's that's their <sighs> remedy to that?" Right. I remember, can I say too, I remember being in like in with the doctors and saying, I know why I'm like this. Like I know why this has happened. Like I, I fucking hate myself and I've got problems. Can I get a referral for a site? Can, can you help me with something? This is like 13 years ago. I know it's very much changed today, which is incredible. And they were like, we can, but we'll do that in two weeks. We need you to take this medication. Like we don't trust you without it. And so I had to go on the medication first. But anyway, so in that rock bottom, I was like rocking on the bed, hysterical. And I was like, I'm here because I fucking hate myself. Now the alternative to that, this is where my self-love journey began. 
is to love myself instead. But I don't know what that looks like, tastes like, feels like, sounds like. Like, you know, if you talked about self-love 13 years ago, it was like, do you masturbate? Is it masturbation? Mm. Like, what? And so the, the, that night I was like, well, people that exercise look happy. Like people that exercise love themselves. I think this was the naivety of like the level of where I was at, which I'm so grateful for because that's where moving like you love yourself came from, which is one of my famous quotes, which is what is the ethos of my global company today, moving like you love yourself. I love this. And um, so quickly tell us how did how did the idea come about if you wanted to create this new company with, with the clothing label? And because obviously it's got, it's not just a label. It's not just, it's, there's obviously so much behind it, so much meaning behind it. Um, where did the idea come from? So the idea has come from the living embodiment of my life in the sense that it's perfect because like 13 years ago at rock bottom, that it's what changed my life. So I got up the next day and I started to, I literally, I said, you know, I'm not moving because I hate myself. So what if I moved like I loved myself instead? And that's where self-love school is all about moving like you love yourself, eating like you love yourself, thinking like you love yourself, fucking like you love yourself, right? And so that was my life 13 years ago. And I started to make those decisions and change my life. But it started with movement. That is how I fundamentally changed my life. Movement is medicine. Movement is motion in action. Like it just run by run, walk by walk, swim by swim in the end. I was just walking in the beginning, but walk by walk, it changed my life. I started to feel things, things that I'd suppress, mm. things that I didn't want to face and I had to face them, right? And so moving, movement is what changed my life. Movement healed my life. Movement saved my life. Mm. I was ready to tap out. I remember looking at all the pills I'd been given and I was like, well, and I'd done it before. I didn't want to die, but I had wanted to sleep and I did that successfully. Mm -hmm. So I remember looking at these pills and it was like, if I just ate them all, like maybe this pain would go away. Mm. And instead, the next day I got up and I moved. I'll get emotional. Like I moved like I love myself instead. And so I saved my life. And then for 13 years since, I have moved like I love myself every single day. And that's gone on from walking to now being a half Ironman uh, athlete doing I'm a triathlon a triathlete like I do triathlons I ocean swim I bike I run I skydive I dance like movement is my life and so I always say if I can inspire a woman to move I can change her life and so the brand tour collective which is the clothing brand and also I say it again the tour t-a-w which is the awakened woman the awakened woman collective yeah collective and that's the other thing right I am a woman that has moved for 13 years and Mm -hmm. I have done every discipline literally every discipline you can say I've done and I still today skydive dance move run lift train yoga like I do it all and so but I'm always like oh it'd be so much better if like that crop wasn't as tight or these pants just had a little bit more elasticity or when you lift you don't want your tits to pop out or when you do burpees in crossfit you like you need more of a halter so I was like I can do it better. (laughs) And I wanted to inspire a movement. This isn't a brand, it's a movement. That's how Richard Branson first started Virgin Airlines. Yeah. Do you know that? I know the story. Yeah, he's like, I can do so much better. Well, actually, 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 first he was like, I just need to fucking go see this woman. He got a plane, did it. Did the sign at the airport. Yeah, Yeah. then he started looking at it all and he's just like, these airlines suck. I can do it so much better. And, you know, that's where all entrepreneurship is. It's really like leaning into the thing that excites you, intrigues you and be like, this is cool and I can do this better. And something that you're passionate about, right? Like clearly I'm very passionate about movement. Yeah. So, But Talk Collective came from that. It's the deepest desire and, and passion of, of knowing that movement is what saved my life, yeah. not just changed my life. And so I wanted to inspire that in other women and, and of all shapes, of all sizes, of all ages, to inspire them to move like they love themselves. Mm. And so it's not just about a brand and an aesthetic and a look. I always say this brand is a movement. I'm creating a global movement to inspire millions of women around the globe to move like they love themselves. Yeah. And from that though, create this community. Like what I love is I've I've got a like a different community friends. Like I have one of the greatest communities on earth and they're all who are backing and, and ready for this brand as the beginners essentially. But I've said to them like I know my crew. Like if you see someone out in like Nike, you're not like – Hey, sis, like you don't high five them. And I know for a fact, so don't buy it if you're not friendly. Like I'm serious. I know my community. And if you see someone in tour, it will be like, oh, Mm. sis. Mm. Like it's just this real community vibe of like, and that's what 
sisterhood is all about. That is what a brand should be. Like it's a it's a movement. And so, but also I wanted to reward my community. They have been with me through thick and thin. They have, you know, I've earned millions of dollars over the years in business because of them. I'm not self-made. Like I'm made through my community. And so when I was looking at, I'm in this beautiful position now in my life that I have worked hard to, to get myself to, but I wanted to give back to my community. And so, A, it was like creating a movement, of course, and putting beautiful, incredible quality clothes on their bodies to get them moving and feeling bold and beautiful. But also, they're going to share in 50% of the profits. So, if you own an NFT, I'm the NFT founder as well, and I launched the NFT for this brand. Like the NFT was the, is the key for the community, for the profits. Mm. Like it wasn't like, I want to be an NFT founder. It was like, I have brains in my head and a, and a good intention. And I know that that is a, a very efficient, brilliant, genius way to just pioneer. And so I founded the NFT, which is like being phenomenal. And if you hold uh, an Awakened Woman NFT, so that's where Tor came from, then you will pull 50% of profits from the activewear brand forever for as long as you hold that nft and it's not per holder it's per nft so it's just like this it's pioneering no yeah. one's done it in the world i'm here to fuck it up <laughs> i love it and it's exciting this is what i'm super excited to um so you're one of the speakers at Dreamfest. yes which is gonna be so cannot wait. um so i'm super excited to really pick your brains a little bit more in front yeah. of everyone who's gonna be there all around the business specifically and yeah. and you know, bits and pieces on how to actually bring an idea to market and get this all out there. So I'm fired up for that. So apart yeah. from that, what can other people, if they haven't yet got their ticket, why should they get their ticket to hear from what you're going to talk about um, on the day? I think it will. I mean, I, I was going to, by the way, I was going to Dreamfest as a participant. What is yeah. it? Like a perth, yeah. an audience member before you asked me because I... Well, after I, our chat home on the skydiving the other day, I was like, we're talking all this stuff. I was like, this is fucking savage. I'm like, I, and, and often like, cause my, my friends group is so good. I'm like, if yeah. people got to listen to the conversations, get to have my friends, it'd be worth a lot of money. So I was like, I'm always just trying to think as well. I'm like, how can I bring the most amazing people to share this wisdom to everybody for pennies on the dollar? Mm. Um, so that's why I was like, yeah, you, I know, I know my people get to absolutely love it. And, uh, and yeah, you've had incredible success. So I know, I know as well, a lot of my community are coming. So I would honestly say the, the biggest thing that we all need, the thing that is missing in the world the most is community. Yeah. What you're going to get out of Dreamfest 100% is wisdom and, and, and excitement and passion and intellect. 100%. You're going to walk away with, even if it's one thing, you're going to walk away. If you focus to find the one thing and you pick it and you choose it and then you apply it in your life, it will change your life. Like I know that for a fact because that's how I live my life when I go to events or listen to a podcast. However, what I would offer about Dreamfest is, and I know that a lot of my community are going, is that you like introduce to introduce yourself to people that you don't know. Mm. Sit next to some people that maybe you don't know. If you're scared to come by yourself, come. Because for me, it's always who you meet in the audience and the connections that you make. Like you're, I know for a fact, like attracts like, right? Mm. And so I always say to my community when there's events, I'm like, go because you'll meet your best friend. Like you will meet your best friend and it will unlock the, it could, it could, and it will unlock the greatest opportunity of your life to find a new sister or a brother or like what can come from that. Or if you hear me and you're really inspired by it, like I give time, Morgs, you know this, like I've said to you, whatever you need from me at this event, I'm it. So if there's a meet and greet, I'll be there. If people have questions, I'll, I will be the first yacht in party the room. The next day. There's a yacht party. <laughs> I will be getting lit. Yeah. Just straight up facts. <laughs> As it involves, I'm getting lit though. Um, but yeah, come and a girl, look, this, here's the thing, like come and have a chat with me even. Like if mm. you have a burning question, I had a girl approach me in the gym yesterday and she's just a follower and she like came over and she's like, hi, Anna, I follow you on Instagram and she's gorgeous. And she's like, I've got some questions. I said, hit me. I got time. Like you can actually, what's up? She was like, are you serious? I was like, of course. She was like, oh, I really want to start a business. I don't know how to start. And I said, well, talk to me. Like, what's going on? She walked away from that, like, 15-minute conversation with belief. She was crying, like, a business plan. Like, mm. that's what you're going to get at Dreamfest, just on steroids. Yeah. So, it's just exciting. I love it. Girl, this has Girl. been fantastic. Um, we'll probably definitely do a round two for sure um, and some skydiving sessions as Saturday. well. 
Yeah, Saturday. Let's go Saturday. I'm keen. <laughs> Happening. Um, where can everybody find you on social media and follow everything you're doing to make sure they can get amongst your community? Come play on Instagram. That's just where I am. I've got websites. I've got multiple accounts. But come and play on my account, which is at the real underscore Anna Rose. So the T-H-E-R-E-A-L underscore Anna Rose. Yeah, and we'll put your link in the description as well because you're so fucking hard to find because Instagram still don't like you. Yeah. So it's hard to actually search you, but you can just click the link. Boom. Come got play. You, got you sorted. Uh, all right, to wrap this up, I've got a final question for you. Are you ready? Always. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? I would say, hold on, baby girl. Keep going. One foot in front of the other. Just don't give up. Trust yourself. Know yourself. Love yourself. And back yourself. It gets better. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.